0: My name is DK Diamantes. His name is Bricky. We're going to learn all about 40k and how horrible the world is. But before we do, if you enjoyed today's episode, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous, and consider supporting maybe one of your favorite Warhammer 40k podcasts. You get access to the Discord, uh, bloopers if they happen, uh, the $15 tier uh, Gets you access to all of the HD posters, which, by the by, Bricky, did you know, fun fact, we have a new one. Uh, So I didn't know that we'd... Oh, that's actually pretty good. This is, like, easily my favorite, I think, poster. Like, it is just really good. It kind of sort of reminds me, it gives me a Darkest Dungeon vibe.
1: I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking mm-hmm. of the Vestal from Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm.
0: It's really, really good. Halliday killed this one. I yeah. mean, they kill all of them, but this one is just nice.
1: I genuinely was expecting like a, a thick thighs Vastor or something because we're so into that <laughs> thing with like the big lantern eyes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm so okay with this. It's timely. It's solid. It can now be purchased probably at the merch store. Uh, so check that out, along mm-hmm. with the new sweatpants. But uh, besides the great new merch, also uh, Assassin Norm Kingmaker is our book. Go read. Ooh, ooh! I was really excited to get started, and it's so far quite good. Nice, thank
0: God. I'm <laughs> I was a little worried <laughs> after after Master Man kind I was like, please be good, please be good, please be good. So, ah, so stretch our stretch her legs, stretch your arms, stretch it out, get a nice stretch going, chat. Flare yeah, them lats. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. all the goodness, all the greatness. Are you ready, DK? You know what the topic is today.
0: Uh, do I? We, is this has the Lion Book come out? Is that what we're doing today? Yes. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure because I was like, wait, does the Lion Book come out like this week or did it come out last week or is it next week?
1: I wasn't sure. I wasn't the, sure. The Lion Book is out. The Arks of Omen. Well, technically two Lion Books are out. The Arks of Omen Lion Book is out, but there is also lion, The Lion, Son of the Forest, which is a new book about the Lion that has also come out.
0: Is that the one with that really cool like green hardback like limited edition cover that cause I think I saw that on Twitter and God that book, just aesthetically anyway, looks great.
1: I uh uh actually, I don't know. But you might be right. I it has the the main cover is the one where it has the tiny the tiny head that
0: you don't like. Oh. Well, we might be thinking of different things then, but that's okay. Cool, he's got two books that came out though.
1: Yes, that's, that's
0: uh, poggers, right?
1: Yeah, Lion <laughs> Son of the Forest is the newest book. Uh kind of consider whether we should be reading that one instead, but I didn't know exactly when its release date was.
0: Yeah, or if um, it's on
1: even on Audible or yeah. I think it just now got on Audible like like 2 days ago. So. Okay, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Um but yeah, Lion Son of the Forest is in a sense kind of a prequel Oh, wow, that is a really good looking.
0: Oh, there back. it is. That's so cool. That's the one. Oh, man, I love that. So, oh, that's great. Mm.
1: Oh, that's actually, actually a really good excerpt from the back there. I failed my father. I fa- fear I also failed my brothers. I do not wish to fail my sons. Oh, nice. Good, quote. Wow. Nice. suit Nice. su. Um, but this seems to be kind of a prequel to the Lion Arcs of Omen itself. Um, and it should note that I don't want to spoil much of the actual Sons of the Forest book, even though I did need to do a little bit of research on it to to fill in a few gaps for the Arcs of Omen book. Mm-hmm. Um, just some things about like what the Lion's been up to. Not specific yeah. stuff, but what he's been <clears> up to more so than anything. Sure. Sure, but okay. um, this, I do believe, is the last Ark of Omen book.
0: Oh, no, it's over. Oh, it man. is
1: over, I believe, until 10th edition comes out.
0: Damn, I've been loving the arcs of Omen so much. I was kind of hoping it was just going to have like a Horus Heresy run where there'd be like 47 of them. And that I would w- love all of them.
1: That would be kind of fun. But I'm assuming this is prepping
0: us for the big shenanigans happening in 10th man okay fine it's good enough all good things must come to an end right isn't that the
1: last episode of uh tng all good things
0: i think it's also a quote from shakespeare but yes it was also the 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 name of the last two episodes of star trek next generation i know that it's all right sure you did bricky sure you did that's why you immediately went to star trek i just like (laughs) you you're a
1: tng fan
0: I am. I am actually a TNG fan. I big fan. I hate Picard. The, the new right. series anyway, the the Paramount one is Yeah, awful.
1: it's it looks trash. It's terrible. Anyway. Um, mm. so in the beginning of this book is the classic little flavor text they like to throw out. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a bit long like the other ones, but here it goes. That's what she said. <sighs> <laughs> Long slumbered the lion in tragedy's wake, far wandered his sleeping mind, following strange paths through the arboreal mists of a shadowed world, even as slowly, so slowly, his broken body healed. Monstrous and otherworldly were the things he hunted through shadowed ghost glades, while beyond his crypt the stars wheeled and the sands of time whirled upon hurricane winds." The lion slept on. Darkness deepened between the stars. Tragedy piled upon tragedy. Hope became the opiate of fools, and even such heroes as Lion L. Johnson dwindled into whispered myth. Then light, then wakefulness, then striding tall, purposeful, armored blade in hand, cowled And watchful, the mind dislocated from its old truths even as the body burned with fresh vitality and the hearts beat with the cold resolution of vengeance. Parting veils of silvered shadow through the ghosts of Caliban's slain forests, the lion walked abroad in the galaxy once more. For loyalty, for the hunt, for the emperor."
0: Ooh, that that's a great opening.
1: Oh, it's a man. very
0: good opening. I uh, I I what what was it? Uh, Hope was the opiate of the heroes. Hope is oh. the, was the
1: opiate of the fools.
0: Of the fools. That's fair. That's that's even better. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. I love that. So we're already off to a bang with uh with 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 this arcs of omen book.
1: Oh, this whole book is a banger. This oh this hell might be- yeah, let's go. This might be one of my favorites. because So the five books we've had so far have been Abaddon, Angron, Vastor, Farsight, and Not a Lion. Mm-hmm. Abaddon was great because it introduced us to Vastor. And we learned plenty about him. Angron was great because we had a massive, massive chaos, chaos dub. dub. Huge dub. <laughs> Vastor, I originally was a little lukewarm on, but I think I've kind of come around to it because Belakor mm-hmm. is like just such a petulant dick. Uh-huh. Um, and it was And then a lot you also of fun. get the Unmaker canon, right? Yep, you get the, the AI and stuff, and it was just mm-hmm. really enjoyable.
0: Uh, Farsight was all right. It was a little bit of a side story, um, but it was still fun it, enough. Yeah, it's crazy that so far to me, Farsight has been the worst one of the Arcs of Omen, and that was still phenomenal.
1: It was still really good.
0: Yeah. So
1: the Lion, though. Mm-hmm. the li- So the Lion's comeback... And he's he's awake and he's actually been out and about already. The idea oh. is that the Sons of the Forest book is his out and aboutness in the beginning.
0: Oh, um, so he wakes up at like the beginning of Sons in the Forest or Sons of the Forest, and then he just goes around and starts like wrangling his dark guys or like so how does that go? Dark angels, you mean? What did I say? I guess I just said dark, dark guys. Dark guys. Listen, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet, so some stuff is going to get said that doesn't make sense. Just 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 wait for the caffeine to kick all right. in, all right? All right Jesus.
1: Fine. So, the yeah, he's been up and about uh for <laughs> mm-hmm. a bit. And this part the book opens with him a little bit farther back. Um a little bit farther after he's already been on and about. And when mm-hmm. the lion wakes up, what what do you think he would do? Like he's woken up he sees the galaxy because like all the things that you want, like him talking to Gilliman, all that shit is apparently in the book. Oh, all of it. Uh, like all the stuff we're kind of curious about, like, how does he feel about the galaxy? Mm-hmm. What, uh, you know, what's going on here, et cetera, et cetera. That's apparently all in, in the sons of the forest book.
0: Oh, well, um, great. <clears throat> so you're
1: not going to get any of that here. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think the lion's been up to?
0: Uh, I think he's been angrily killing a lot of people you're
1: half right oh so the lion has a new power that i don't quite understand okay um it's called forest walk and one of his sons Mm. uh, in the beginning of this book was dueling him and uh, they were him and a few of his sons were dueling him, you know, keeping him sharp and stuff. And yeah, the lion and him like kind of locked eyes for for a while before saying something. And as they did that, his son like feel the spectral nature of Caliban's forests kind of wreathed around him, almost like tendrils of mist and green around the lion and he felt the heavy heaving breath of one of Caliban's monsters on the back of his neck before it kind of like snapped away. And so the lion has been able to kind of teleport now um, by walking through the corporeal dead forests of once Caliban. He just kind of like, like walks through a portal of forest that's weird it's a little bizarre
0: yeah so he makes a portal that's basically the dead ghost forest of caliban and he walks through it and then he can teleport anywhere or is there a limitation on it or i don't that sounds confusing
1: it's it's a little bizarre it might be explained in the book more uh, because at the moment it isn't explained in the Arcs of Omen one, okay. Um, uh, but it's basically there's and actually it's an ability he has in game called Forest Walk where he just can like like go wherever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's is that kind of weirdness and and Shy, if you want to read that, Shy makes a good point.
0: Uh, Shai says, "Well, he got warped with Caliban, which also got thrown into the warp. So maybe Caliban forests are now partially in the warp, and he can enter them and use it as warp travel."
1: It's a partly possible situation. Um, uh,
0: that's fair. I hadn't thought about that. That's yeah, that could be.
1: I've uh, sure. I've sent you, or I, I placed, or they are currently at the moment uploading <clears throat> um, some little photos from the book. Uh, they show off the kind of Caliban forests a little bit, and, and they're pretty awful-looking, I'm not going <laughs> to lie.
0: Well, Caliban's forests were no joke, right? Like, they were teeming with awful beasts that uh, the Dark Angels and um, the Lion had to, like, completely terminate, right? Because it was just so awful, it was just, we got to clear this shit out.
1: Yeah, I mean... It- We'd say that it reminds me of like Bloodborne when the the guy's like, foul beasts, away, away. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, you know, there's, oh. you can see the sword there. Mm-hmm. And I apologize, the light is, is a little
0: bit. Reflective. Ah, it's fine. Yeah. But
1: in the second one, you can kind of see a little bit of like the, the tendrils of the forest and all the, yeah, gross stuff. like
0: roots of the tree. And it's, it's, it all looks very sort of uh, haunted forest and Halloween type of yeah. vibe. Yeah.
1: So, The lion has been using that to teleport around the place, and he's been looking for his sons. Naturally. But he's specifically been looking for his fallen sons.
0: Oh, he's of course he would look for the fallen. That's probably his priority is to find all the fallen and make sure they are dealt with. I I guess he's probably also specifically looking for Luther. Like, he's probably pretty hard after Luther, after uh, everything that happened. Uh, I'm not
1: sure about Luther, but you say dealt with. He's not doing that. He's
0: forgiving them. Oh. Captain Genocide is forgiving the fallen? He is going about
1: finding the fallen. If the fallen he finds are worshipping or tainted by chaos... He puts the knife in, a th- in their throat.
0: Of course, because they've been tainted by chaos. Sure.
1: But if they're not, he holds his hand out and offers them a second chance.
0: Huh? His, wow. Uh,
1: he is finding and reincorporating the fallen that do not follow chaos back into his group. And he is calling them <laughs> the Risen.
0: I genuinely did not expect that. When you oh. said he was hunting the fallen, I was like, okay, they're all going to die. It doesn't matter what their excuse is. It doesn't matter what they're doing. This, the lion, he is going to cut off their heads and and, and and use them as an example. To hear that he's actually forgiving them and reintegrating them into the Dark Angels is, is kind of what. And like Shai just said, congratulations, Dark Angels. You spent 10,000 years doing shit your dad didn't want you to do.
1: Dork angels. Dorks. Yes. So he is actually, uh, it's apparently in the book, he's going around and finding these uh, pirates or various people that have not turned to chaos as fallen. And he's bringing them back to fight with him. And they're called the risen and the redeemed. And it's, he's uh, dueling with these reintegrated fallen in the beginning of this book boars huh. is and they they're they're also just like great. I love these guys. They are they have so much personality unlike mm-hmm. other kind of marines. They're like 30k marines over the course of 10,000 years. So apparently they're all like mini John Wicks. <laughs> really? Because they they've been hunted and hounded for 10,000 years but they're they've all oh. but they never went to chaos so they're kind of like kind of sly you know, one of the one of the main guys got right. guy named Bors, and Bors has this big old eye patch over his eye. And in mm-hmm. the text, it's who, um, like Bors was always called one eye, yet always saw true. Whose strike was sudden, singular, unstoppable. Whose oath was to liege, but not to realm. It wow. was like there are all these kinds of just. They're basically Chaos Space Marines in the sense of they've had 10,000 years of battle-hardened war, but they're, like, on their own. They're kind of like lone soldiers. And, you'll like this, they're still clad in the black and red armor of the old school days.
0: Oh, let's go! They've they have immediately risen above... (laughs) Risen above. uh, All of the other dark angels in my eyes. Let's go! Although, I guess it's fair. If they've been... Like avoiding and been able to avoid the Dark Angels all this time, they kind of have to be badass. Not only have they been avoiding the Dark Angels, they haven't been corrupted by chaos and they've been thriving and surviving. I mean, they kind of have to be like, like you said, mini John Wicks. Otherwise, they would have been found and tortured and or murdered by now.
1: Yep. And also, uh, Shy makes a good point. GW stopped using rules for the Fallen. Because the Fallen are now not just Chaos there. Some of them, they just probably integrate themselves already into Chaos or they are these guys, the Risen.
0: How are Dark Angels fans taking that? Because like for the longest, like we, we all know the meme, right? Oh, brother, I've fallen and I can't, right? Like how, how, how are Dark Angels fans taking this?
1: Well, I mean, Dork Angel fans aren't allowed to complain about anything because they got a Primark back <laughs> so they can suck my dick. Oh, um, well,
0: actually, that's fair. I hadn't thought of, that's a fair trade. Yeah, yeah, fair
1: uh, enough. That being said, um, it's more so, I, I think it's the fact that, like, yeah, not all Fallen were Chaos people, and if the Lion's going to redeem anyone, it's going to be the Fallen that didn't, you know, like, sure. go in that direction. Sure, that didn't go
0: to Chaos, and yeah, sure.
1: What's this, DK in football terms? It's like you ain't allowed to bitch after your team for five years after winning the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, well, that yeah, that's fair. Like the goddamn Chiefs. Goddamn anyway, Chiefs. God so the Lion Chiefs.
1: has his risen, and they're all dueling and sparring on uh, the flagship. Of, well, i mean, a flagship, but the main ship of Commander Dante uh, of the Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. And they're making their way out to you know they're talking a little bit. The um, it's kind of nice because the lion. I forgot that the lion actually has like a little bit of humor. He's like the a dry wit, very dry, <laughs> stern humor, um, like a knight would have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh So there's a little there's a little bit of back and forth. The fallen are are very much like, oh yeah, no, we trust you, dad, but uh, we don't trust any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like, what you think they're not going to do what I say? And he's like, that's not the problem. I was, that's not that's not the issue we're worried about. They
0: know they'll uh, they'll do what you say, but it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Also, how does the lion feel about uh, the dark angels uh, when he wakes up? Because they've obviously become a lot more paranoid and a lot more untrusting of everybody around them. Does does the. Uh... General mindset of the Dark Angels change when the Primarch wakes up? Well,
1: so the Dark Angels don't realize he's awake yet. At least not the main congr- uh, contingent oh. of the Dark Angels.
0: Okay, gotcha. I, I guess I figured they knew because, you know, the rock is empty now. The uh, There's a meme... Oh uh, well, the rock is not empty. It's full. Well, of people. it's just he's just not there anymore. Oh, he's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. I I think somebody would have been like, "Hey, nobody's sleeping in these chambers anymore." I guess there's, there's nobody guarding them per se either.
1: There's a there's like a, a meme I saw that was the part from Pulp Fiction, and it's like the Lion using Forest Walk appearing on an Imperial world citizen. I am Lionel Johnson, Primarch of the Dark Angels, son of the Emperor. What world is this? Some random Imperial citizen went for a hike. What? <laughs> They speak English and what?
0: <laughs> what? Say what again?
1: So, he's out there sparring with his group, heading over to regroup with his old sons at the rock mm-hmm. uh, after he has gathered some of his risen fallen. And, and let's be clear, it's not many. Like there's they only listed six in this book.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so it's not like every fallen has been reintegrated. It's just these okay.
1: Gotcha. So he's got, and if you're a little curious about how he feels, here's a quote. Nothing now remains of the realm my father wrought. Whatever light we spread between the stars has guttered and died, and in its place stretches darkness without end. Our enemies move freely through this galaxy of shadows and believe themselves always to be hunters, never prey. That is their mistake. I will teach them to fear the darkness in which they dwell, and to dread the shadows they believe their allies. For there is no greater terror hunting the Stygian void than the lion of Caliban.
0: That's the lion I remember. (laughs) That's the lion. (laughs) There's the lion I was looking for.
1: Damn. (laughs) So if we remember from the end of the Vastor book, or I think it was the Vastor book. Um, all of the Chaos Space Marines were implanted with some kind of Vastor warpness and all blurted out the location of where Vastor was going. Yeah. And so now, despite the fact that they kind of know it's a trap, the Dark Angels recuperated their losses and have decided to make their way out all the way to wherever this area is. And okay. this area is called the Trust system. Or Idolatros. Kind of reminds me of the, what's cool. the, the, uh, Salarian, the Dalatras. Oh, yeah, the Dalatras. That was the Salarian home
0: yeah. world. Yeah. No,
1: no, that was the, their, um, like a main prime
0: minister lady. I, man, I let the council die 10 times out of 10 in Mass Effect 1. Yeah, they were awful. 10 times out of 10.
1: Ah, uh, ah, oh. uh, yes. Vastor. I thought we had dismissed that claim. Anyway, um, so out here, way in this area, in the idolatrous system, there lies Vastor's challenge. And the Dark Angels were attempting to uh, use their psychers to kind of get a little bit of foresight. Uh, because that's what they always do. They try to see it in the future, see what they might be awaiting at them. And as the Dark Angels were doing this, they had this like kind of mirror with them to help use the psychic powers. Yeah, and the image of themselves in the mirror crack and shattered as uh bis- bits of glass flew towards them like you know at pretty high speeds.
0: Yeah, that and, uh, like a bad omen. <laughs> and
1: and also burned in two blazing lantern eyes.
0: Oh yeah, that's a bad omen. That's that's not what you want to see. Yeah. So
1: the idea is that they think to themselves there is some form of treachery afoot some form of thing. And it's going to take the form of themselves in some way. Oh boy. Oh, n- not again, not again, <laughs> not again, <laughs> but despite that, all they head on out and they make their way to the idolatrous system. <clears throat> uh, by this uh, nebula of things called the so- uh, Somnium stars. And in there was a huge bale fleet and the Ark of Omen, the Netherworld Blade.
0: Ooh, cool name. I like it. In
1: this Netherworld Blade came all kinds of stuff. Giant dark mechanicum battle barges. Uh, huge, dark, like, Vastor-based ships that were had tendrils coming out of them. Ships with moths of teeth and eyes. Cool. And
0: oh, nice.
1: All kinds of stuff. And by it was this great... A uh, part of an open rift, over to the warp kind of thing, like, like kind of like a you know the galaxy split in half, so like a little pocket of that around there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh. and because of that, there were just these these nightmarish things. Like they had such crazy descriptions. It was um, uh, holes bloated and transmuted by flesh or flame wreathed crystals, oh. armed with snaking tendrils and maws. Um, oh. oh, there was there was one that was it was a gigantic crystalline pyramid with bat wings.
0: Oh wow! Oh, I mean, I, they are. <laughs> there's a what was it? A warp portal rift thing right there. So all manner of nightmarish chaos bullspit is is probably pouring out of that thing, and you have Vashtor doing Vashtor things. So. I mean, yeah, it seems fitting that it should be just a nightmare. I mean,
1: they're firing out like all kinds of stuff. Buffed up warp lightning, parasite missiles, etc. Ew,
0: and parasite missiles. Yeah. Ew.
1: It was nasty. But to start off, the Dark Angels just... They have three quarters of the Dark Angels right here. That includes <laughs> their successor chapters. Like... Three quarters of the first legion are here. And despite the insanity of the demon um, firepower and them losing, you know, still a decent amount of ships, the Dark Angels fucked them up.
0: Well, I mean, rightfully so. If it's three quarters of the Dark Angels, um, I guess they really should kind of own uh, a pocket of chaos.
1: Yes, it's, uh I mean, it's a, quite a lot. But yeah. they did the damage in, but yes, the, the Dark Angels hit a massive dub.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Ma- good for massive, them, good for them.
1: Massive dubs all around, and they were able to break through the Neverworld Bla- uh, Blade Arc of Omen. And despite the fact that it took a goddamn long time, it broke apart. And despite suffering casualties, this big old Vastor fleet was broken down and destroyed. Uh, common Space Marine dub. But with that, they pressed deeper into this Idle truss system with all of their engines moving quicker. It's like the, the Unforgiven will not rest while this challenge goes unanswered. <laughs> moving okay. more and more as their uh, the Bale fleets rushed away uh, the, the surviving members of the Chaos Fleet. Mm-hmm. And then some weird stuff started happening.
0: Oh boy, I love it when Warhammer does weird, fucking stuff.
1: The Tech Marines aboard the Rock started noticing a warp resonance, weird harmonic shuddering in the stations, a physical feeling of like anger and and nightmarish like dislocation all throughout the Rock. And as oh word boy. spread, it was like this crawling sense of dread, an invisible threat that was not there, okay. some weird aura and disquiet. From whatever device Vastor had fashioned way out uh in the idletros system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So as they moved through, they checked out their extreme long-range vids uh, uh visual things, vid vid screens, vid screens. Mm-hmm. And this is what they saw. Okay. Oh. Uh-oh. That, my friend. What is, is a th- is the surface of a planet. Oh, they look far down at a massive thing in the system—a giant oh. demonic world. Wow, it is a a Vastor made demon world, a, a a part industrial, part organic hellscape of cogs and flesh, turning pistons and oil of cultists blazing industry, and and the demonic masses that churn throughout.
0: Wow, that is is a nightmare planet indeed. That is a nightmare chaos planet if I've ever seen one.
1: Through the long-range scanners and various types of uh, material that the Dark Angels had on the rock, they noticed coastlines, urban sprawls, the oceans, the forests, and they were all an exact match
0: for Caliban. Oh, I was about to say when I saw the forest part, I was like is this like uh is this like uh did, did Vashtor grab like pieces of Caliban to make his demon world?
1: The, not just pieces like this is Caliban.
0: Oh, so he literally like took the 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 pieces of Warp Caliban and and oh, uh, what a f- what a jerk. Oh, yeah. what Whatever.
1: Cope, see the mauled, unforgiven. I uh, have rebuilt your world and depicted you as the soy jack.
0: Oh, man. That's. Oh, that sucks. That sucks for the Dark Angels. And they mm-hmm. must immediately know it when they look right. They must just be like, oh, God.
1: Yep. Azrael checked it. That's what, how he was able to find out because like these coastlines exactly match. These forest populations exactly match, and oh, man. he
0: seethes. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I'm sure. I'm. It's all of them must just start seething like mad to see their like corrupted homeworld just chaos ridden. Like that's got to be the worst thing you could do to well to any chapter, I guess. Really, right?
1: Well, not. It's not just that, but think about it. Caliban and what happened to Caliban is supposed to be a secret. Oh, the dark angels don't want anyone to know. So not only are they t- being taunted, but Va- but the is basically like, Hey, I know you cheated on your wife. I'm standing all the way over the here with the text messages on, on the phone. Neener, Ugh. neener, neener. I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it. He's got the receipts. He He's kept the, the receipts. Not only did he rebuild the whole thing, but he's now using it to blackmail you.
0: Oh man, Vashtor, you son of a damn! So, so naturally,
1: the Dark Angels are like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, to I am say the least. Full speed ahead,
0: <laughs> right into a trap. I assume, right? Well, I mean,
1: maybe. But before that, we actually get a flashback. Abaddon and the Vengeful Spirit and stuff are all there waiting uh, in in this area behind the demon world for the Dark Angels. Mm-hmm. And it be- flags, uh, flack, flashes back to when him and Vastor spoke in that room alone in the Vengeful Spirit the first time they talked. That we never got to hear. Mm-hmm. And Vastor, this is a little confusing, and it's mainly because Vastor speaks weird. He, he yeah. speaks like a demon. He's not like necessarily in riddles. He just talks funny. I thought um,
0: Vastor kind of spoke plainly and uh, didn't like to do like riddles, and he was just very uh, upfront and just direct.
1: Not, not like that. Like um, He doesn't speak in, in false tongues. He isn't lying to you, but he just, because he's a demon, he just talks weird. Oh, okay. Like like he just like his manner is for example, um uh where is it? Um he says like you seek the mechanism by which true victory assured be. Is this not true? You know, it's it just like it's just like a weird way to mix your <laughs> it message. Just
0: <sounds> like Yoda.
1: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> mm-hmm. He says
0: mm-hmm. Seek the truth, you do.
1: Um, but anywho, uh, it's actually really cool. The idea that the two of them walked in this chamber and as Vashdor speaks, all of the Vox emitters and stuff around the room speak with his voice, even including the one in Abaddon's throat. Oh, creepy. So you know I that like part in Mass Effect 3 when the Rachni spoke through all the dead Krogan? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like that. It's like that, but with mechanisms. And so it's like a bunch of static, overlaid stuff like, all blaring at the same time. Very cool.
0: I like that. So,
1: they're speaking. And he says, mm-hmm. uh, Vastor says, Long before the forebears of your race squirmed midst primordial ooze, a war there was between entities you would think gods. Abaddon says, I know of the great game and the gods that play it. And Vastor... Waves the object aside. Different gods these were, pantheons bound to the realm of mortal things that had wrought their own divinity. On one side, they, were who, were, uh, they who were named the old ones. On the other, the uh-huh. parasite gods of void and star. Foror they raised across the void, dread powers they unleashed, such even that they with their mantles of omnipotence, comprehended not. Fire they yoked, never believing it would
0: burn them. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Long and long raged their conflict. Heavy was its price. One after one they toppled, and lesser minds crawled in their wake. Craven, desperate. They saw not the power of their vanished master's devices, but only the terror of what such technologies had wrought. That which they could not break apart or unmake... The fearful sealed away in realms neither empiric or nor corporeal. The vault they locked. The key they
0: sundered. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yes, Shy, even even I, yes. uh, a Warhammer newbie is like, okay, this is the war in heaven, right? Yes, this is the war in heaven. Cause I guess if you're in the fortieth millennium, you don't know anything about that. How could you? Right?
1: A, a like, little bit. I mean, if you're new, sure. But yeah, this is this is the old ones in the Catan's War.
0: hmm Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it, as an Imperium, like, uh, space marine, you couldn't possibly know about that unless you, I don't know, interrogated an Eldar or a Necron that knew about it. And they were like, oh, hey, let me tell you a story.
1: Yeah, only the Eldar and Necrons
0: would know. Yeah. Um. So this is news to Abaddon. He's like, excuse what? No, Abaddon
1: knows about, or maybe, maybe he doesn't know about this, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's, well, I think he's plenty interrogated the Eldar, but maybe, he, maybe Abaddon doesn't even know about the, uh, about the war in heaven just because it's not important to him.
0: I guess that's true. He probably has interrogated his fair share of Eldar.
1: So um, good old Vastor basically says that the uh, vault is hidden from his sight but if we were to fashion these key the key would then lead them to the lock three were the worlds to which those ancient servants bound the crucial mechanisms of the key hoping forever to imprison them one world has long since rotted and plagueheart was unleashed keep fragment 1 plagueheart another became empty and desolate and with all its jailers long dead and turned to dust the to the Tuchulka escaped, for it desired, needed to be used, and the third okay. world, to who to whose essence the Ouroboros was bound, the third was shattered by a betrayal most gratifying, and that world's name, Great Despoiler, was Caliban. Oh, okay, okay. So, bound within the Sea of Souls fracturing through Caliban, they have gathered two of the three. They have gathered the Plagueheart, the Ouroboros, and now, to fashion the key uh, required from uh, Caliban, they needed to grab all of the various bits and pieces that were spread across the warp due to the warp storm that ripped Caliban asunder.
0: Okay, so they didn't... So they didn't put Caliban back together because they're petty jerks that wanted to just make the Dark Angels mad. They needed that last piece of the key. They needed that last artifact.
1: Well, one could argue they did it for both reasons.
0: (laughs) I I guess pissing off the Dark Angels was a nice little uh, bonus, right?
1: (laughs) A little bit. So it's a little hard to follow, but long story short, it's a three-part key. And a lot of the seemingly unimportant artifacts like a big stone mason pillar and that dark talon jet fighter um, with the crystals in it, all were just yanked away from Caliban at the time. And because of that, they are being brought back together into this remaked version of Caliban, the Plague Heart, the Ouroboros, and finally what he needs is the Tuchoka engine. And the Stachoka engine is currently aboard the rock. Hence his attempt to take it in the Vastor Ah, episode. Gotcha, gotcha. What this does will create something known as the Dissonance Engine, whose power is to bore through the space between the Imperium and the Corporeal, which is
0: a.k.a. the Webway. Oh boy, that's, uh, that, yeah, I guess that's kind of a big deal.
1: It mm-hmm. says, one of the great tunneling engines it once was, now a thing of gouging and ruin shall I make of it. Like a worm that is a god shall it chew through the spaces between until at last it finds the lock into which it fits. So, the idea is that this is some old one weapon that might... It may not solve a weapon, but a device that is either allows them to translate into and out of the webway at will or was one of the devices that helped practically forge and create the webway.
0: Ooh, that OK, that's a big deal. That is uh, boy. I'm sure the Imperium does not want them to uh, to have that. Yeah, that's that, that would be bad.
1: And apparently, somewhere in this webway, as he mentioned, he is, crea- he is currently crafting the key. Which mm-hmm. allows him to bore into the webway to find the vault in which it fits. So he's oh. st- apparently believing that the vault is somewhere probably in the webway. Mm-hmm. What it is, we don't know yet. Spooky, spooky. Spooky, spooky. Spooky. So the key he's looking for is an old one device, mm-hmm. um, but the thing that should also be maybe noted is the Tuchala en- or Tuchoka engine, the Tucholska Tucholcha. Good God, Tuchanka for I, Tuchanka. I, I thought it was the Tuchanka for a while, but it's it's spelt uh, it's spelt like this. T- <laughs> Oh, T'Chulcha. T'Chulcha. T'Chulcha? And it and it looks like this. Whoa. It is a weird, wacky-ass thing. Yeah, that is weird. That is strange. And it is currently on the rock. hmm And the whole thing with the T'Chulcha engine is, this is a MacGuffin, but it is a <laughs> ludicrously powerful MacGuffin, that cannot exist in 40 K or also to ruin the entire universe.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, basi- very rarely is there a weapon that strong. It's like, Oh, well, 40 K can't even have it here. It's like, Oh,
1: so, Oh, I'm assuming this is an old dark age of technology weapon, but not hundred percent. Sure. Even could be an mm-hmm. old one, one, no idea. Um, but if we're talking about the most technologically advanced race in the galaxy, we're talking Necrons,
0: right? Obviously. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Um, This was actually utilized a long time ago in another Dark Angels book. I don't quite remember the name of the book. Um, But basically, there is the battle for the Caliban system. Asriel is alive, so this is far past the heresy. Mm -hmm. Um, He has the ability to do this thing because they are getting overwhelmed three to one. And his secret is by combining these three engines, he essentially creates this engine, the T'Chokja engine, whatever. It's yeah. almost like a genie, um, really? that, lets him, that lets him go extremely easily through the web, uh, through the warp. It's fast, powerful, excellent warp travel, precise, safe, quick, all kinds of stuff.
0: Oh, that's that's a, that's huge in 40k. That's massive. Well,
1: but, I guess it's massive
0: at any time, but whatever. Yeah.
1: What it does is it actually creates like a temporal loop.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's hard to describe, but it's almost like a loop into time. It's, It's time. It's a time travel machine, practically.
0: Oh, so this isn't just warp travel. This is a go anywhere at any time, literally, machine? Sort of, or
1: it needs to use temporal travel as a way to do it properly. It's wow. very confusing. I, I hope that one of the chatters will be able to explain it a little bit better for me because it's very tough to describe. But long story short, it's, it's a monkey's paw. Azrael used it, and the temporal loop tore into the past, into 30K, and that giant space hole was actually, by using the Tuchala engine, that space hole was the reason why Caliban was broken apart and everyone was scattered. Oh, he, indirectly caused the flinging of the Fallen, the, des- the destruction of Caliban by the use of the Dutrala engine 10,000 years in the future.
0: Oh, so, wow. Tuchanka, whatever. Tutronka engine. Uh, yeah, the Tutronka. So it's, so it's Asriel's fault that all that happened. It's all Asriel's fault because he used this engine.
1: He meddled with Dark Age tech or whatever the goddamn hell it is.
0: Does any does Azrael ever tell anyone that like, I imagine he doesn't, because if he did, they'd be like, yeah, that's some heresy, but it's time for you to die.
1: Uh, I don't even know if he realizes what he has done.
0: Oh, OK, <laughs> so even he doesn't quite know that he's the reason that. OK, gotcha.
1: But of course, these engines, these powerful things basically break the universe in 40K. We have time travel and crap all the time, but it's never a thing you could use it's it's uh the warp Fuck your your crap.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you know? didn't do it on purpose.
1: Yeah, and since so much of the setting has already been established, it's all it's a whole thing. So mm-hmm. Vashtor wants this bitch.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure he does.
1: Because it's the final piece of his key. Mm-hmm. Okay. So- Going from there, after all that explanation through, the rest of the damn stuff goes pretty crazy. The Dark Angels arrive, and then out of a portal from in one of like the stars kinds of things that was hidden in a warp portal or whatever, out comes Abaddon and the entire Vengeful Spirit and Black Fleet. And then they Ooh. start ganking the Dark Angels and start to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, they got they, they fell into the trap, didn't they? The uh, planet has a million defenses on its surface firing out Mm -hmm. upon them. Um, There's lots of like resonant energies on the planet that they're trying to get rid of to try to destroy the planet and cause all kinds of problems. So they're landing on the planet to try to break down all the chaos, corruption and find what's keeping it alive. Mm -hmm. Asriel lands on the planet, goes through, starts blasting stuff. And they're like, oh, we're fighting to the biggest sign of the energies. Punch, punch, stab, stab. We found the biggest sign of the energies. Why is it an eight-pronged brass circle? Oh, my God, it's
0: Angron. (laughs) Oh, no. Imagine fighting all that way only to find Angron.
1: Angron comes back from his respawn timer, and he's like, what's up, Dark Angels? I am so angry to be alive again. I'm going to kill you.
0: (laughs) I am so angry that I'm here again. Die.
1: All the while, Vastor is out there with Abaddon smirking. Come they to witness the glories of this. My world, my engine, my wormwood. That's what he calls the new Caliban. Mm-hmm. With wrath and with blades and with fire they come, thinking to destroy that whose infinite grandeur they can never understand. Yet all mortals are but cogs in the machines I craft. So come they now to turn and to spark, to spin and strain and burn as their purpose dictates, for in the final accounting they are all but implements of my will. Vashtor Ooh. the
0: Archophane bastor has got that smug sense of superiority now, but oh, he do! I imagine that's about to get torn down by a certain Lionel.
1: Well, Angron starts busting drum, but busting ass, beating on people, <laughs> uh, and eventually comes Dante, resolving mm-hmm. in the system with a giant fleet of Blood Angels. Let's go and the via blingles. and via this announcement. They he states that the lion primarch of the, of the first legion is aboard his ship. Oh, boy. Dun, dun, dun. And the Dark Angels have quiet Vox for almost a full minute. And they're just <laughs> yeah, like, I bet. <laughs> and then as soon as that minute ends, they all just start screaming questions.
0: I I'm surprised it didn't just start with just screaming questions and you're a liar Dante shut up and you know just very accusatory uh, yelling yeah well
1: it's not just that it's the fact that the lion is here and and they're also like oh my god the lion like dad's like the blackmail thing like dad's here he's gonna find out what we've been doing oh, oh my god Caliban is here look at what Caliban looks like
0: Yeah, I, oh, that's true. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but yeah, they, well, yeah. Also, even bigger difficulties is, oh
1: my God, the blood angels are here with the dad. Oh my God, they see Caliban.
0: Oh, that's right. The blood angels would see Caliban and, oh no, our secret's out.
1: Oh, I didn't even think
0: (laughs) of that.
1: Yeah. So a lot of the rest of this book is fighting, um, Dante flies down with a bunch of blood angels. He tries to fight uh Angron. Angron immediately hits him and makes him do the Peter Griffin falling over meme. Ah, <sighs> ah just like blasts him with like a sword and Dante gets knocked unconscious. Almost immediately. as well he
0: should. It's it's Angron for God's sake. So yeah. That, kinda, that tracks. Was,
1: it's kind of sad. Commander Dante just like arrives and immediately gets hit. <laughs> and then just like gets knocked out. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: It is Angron. I mean, it if is. anybody's gonna do that to Dante, it has to be someone like Angron. But for all
1: of this, the more exciting, interesting part is as Angron is about to do a killing blow upon Dante, wreaths of forest kind of mm-hmm. swell in this area. And the lion steps out in between, along with his six uh, risen fallen uh-huh.
0: to fight. To the risen fight and the redeemed, on. right?
1: The risen and the redeemed. Mm-hmm. And Azrael's first thought was, oh, my God, it's the lion. We we might survive this. And then his second thought was, why do the people with him look so much like the fallen?
0: <laughs> Gee, I wonder why that is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So after that, it's the big duel. It's like four pages of goddamn Angron versus the Lion. It's the longest fight ever.
0: I mean, it's Primarch v Primarch, basically. It's, I mean, granted, Angron is Chaos Juice, but still, it is Primarch on Primarch action. It, it has to be an epic duel, right?
1: The real thing that's keeping the Lion alive during this entire exchange is the shield of the Emperor. Basically, whenever someone smacks the shield of the Emperor, it absorbs the blow and blasts it back into your face with like a, like a concussive explosion.
0: Oh, so that's the perfect thing to have against Angron then. Yeah, because, he like
1: blocks the blow and it goes like, blam!
0: Yeah, and since Angron's probably using like all of his strength, that's gonna get blasted back at him as quite the blast, holy shit.
1: So the real thing keeping him alive really is the shield yeah Um, the sword is super good
0: but it's the shield so so it's this isn't angron totally getting like absolutely bodied and outclassed it's more like angron is still really really strong but oh my god thank god he's got the shield of the emperor otherwise he'd be toast
1: i mean i think maybe a little bit i mean he's obviously one of the best duelists out there but this is juicy angron yeah. Um, the shield is just the thing that is constantly shown as being the thing that's keeping him up because he's like going for swipes and stabs with the sword and then blocking Angron's 40 million attacks by going bong. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, Angron's getting hits in.
0: Yeah. So even if you're a diehard Angron fan, this isn't like, oh, yeah, he just, you know, gets immediately bodied. Like your, your boy still puts up a hell of a fight. Which I'm assuming he obviously loses because duh. Uh, so it's not like Angron gets like embarrassed and humiliated and just totally dunked on. He's still giving the lion all he can handle.
1: Oh, the lion is like broken, bloodied, and dented by the end of this. Hundred. Okay. Good. Good. Um, Angron's got a great quote here, which is uh, it, lovely. Is 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 in all caps. Which is, um, you are nothing but a skull to be cast before the blood god's throne. You are meat to uh, to be bled for his glory. Now fight me and die so I can get on with butchering your miserable sons.
0: Holy shit. Like, That's a great Angron
1: He He barely even recognizes the lion. He's like, oh, it's the lion. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, shy. I think he's angry. Yeah, good, good call. Well, it's Angron, of course. He's always angry, but damn, that is the most Angron quote ever. I just love the fact
1: that he is like, "Get on with it! I need to kill your sons." <laughs> <laughs> one of the more enjoyable parts of this book is when they're uh, fighting a bunch of like great unclean ones, like Nurgleites and stuff, mm-hmm. and one of the risen walks up behind Azrael. And puts his hand on his shoulder, and Azriel nearly punches him in the face in like pure <laughs> disgust. It literally, sa- it literally says here, um, deep and visceral suspicion still seethed in Azriel's <laughs> breast. <laughs> Cope and idiot. Cope and seethe, and seethe. And the risen says, "Duty is its own reward, supreme grandmaster." He reminded us he expects no less of you
0: oh okay okay although i imagine the risen and redeemed would be able to give Azrael a nice little fight if their, you know their dueling partner is lion oh
1: El these Jonathan. dudes are are badasses one of them yeah is they're like,
0: they're hardcore right one of them like
1: dual wields bolt pistols and like kills chaos space marines all the time with them he like perfectly wow. aimed, he's like the what's that dude from um x-men that's like a really good shot zero i think is his name Deadshot. no x-men the the is it zero? The the other, no. thing? I don't know. He kind of like that, you know. It's like firing perfectly between like neck joints and leg yeah, joints yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's
0: pretty cool, nice.
1: Um, but anyway, the Angron fight ends with uh, them like tumbling through all kinds of crap for four mm-hmm. pages, uh, falling down, <laughs> beating each other like punch, punch. Like like the four minute episodes of Family Guy when they fight when he fights the chicken. It's oh yeah 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 yeah. It's just that. It just never ends.
0: Okay. Um, good, 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 good as well it should be. But at the
1: end he gets the uh he gets the upper hand by using Angron's extreme rage against him. Uh as Angron flings himself in, he drops to a knee and angles his sword up and stabs Angron through the chest and out the nape of his neck. Uh, and then he climbs on top of Angron's breastplate, grabs the shield, and slams it into his nose and severs his head.
0: Oh, he decapitates Angron?
1: And then Angron blows up.
0: Oh, man.
1: Because that he gets sucks. sent back to the war. But yeah, he like mm-hmm. actually blows up. He's like, ah, bloof.
0: <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I mean, it sucks, but we all knew that was going to happen. We all knew that yeah. uh, the line was going to get one up on Angron, and Angron was going to get dunked on, and yeah. yeah so I mean, it's no we, surprise.
1: I mean, if, if anything, the duel was good. I'm not giving it enough credit because it's four pages long. but <laughs> yeah.
0: you know. I'm just happy that Angron wasn't made out to be like a total bitch because that's what I was afraid was going to happen was Lionel was going to show up, and they were going to make the line look like an untouchable badass, and he was just going to gonna you know, roast Angron and Angron wasn't gonna stand a chance so I'm just glad that it was it was like this really like just heated duel and the Lion came close to dying and he's all beaten and battered so that's that's fine I'm good with that
1: Nah, it's it's pretty good it's uh yeah. as far as as what he did he certainly threw his own yeah, yeah. um but during shields. during this main fight uh between Angron and and him, Vashtor is upon his Ark of Omen, the Auric Myriad, as it is getting beaten to shit by the Dark Angels and the Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, he, but during this time, there are people running around, screaming, figuring out what to do. The bridge is dying, and he is just quietly pulling open schematics, pretty much, like demonic uh, routes and adjustments and cables and all kinds of things. And he's going with this, this massive, like, gigabrain, brain blast... Uh what's 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 the Zach Galifianakis meme from the hangover with all the numbers on it going into his face?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know all what that. Kind of
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. And through that, a tiny cog and a little whirl ends into the the, the uh, prison cell of the Tuchalka engine, and it looks Ooh. at it and says, Be no more the captive of frightened primitives. Serve your function. Let me reunite you at last with the plague heart and the Ouroboros. The thing in the chamber spoke a single word through lips dry and tattered as parchment. Yes. And with that, it circled the engine
0: and he disappeared. Oh, boy. And that's how it ends? And that's the last Arcs of Omen book? Oh, no. Oh, no. Something else happens. Okay, 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 okay.
1: So the demon world starts to shudder. It starts to to roil and move. And everyone's like, we got to get out of here.
0: <laughs> oh, really? In that in that voice, exactly. We got to get out of here. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> Game over.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> uh, so they all end up as- extracting. And mm-hmm. uh, the final pages are Inquis- Inquisitor Cotiez. Um, which is an Inquisitor with a cool eagle guy looking at a picked feed from something sent to him. And what it was was the demon world glowing bright and brighter and brighter and (laughs) brighter until eventually it started to fold in on itself.
0: Uh. And right
1: next to it, a gigantic whirlpool portal opens up and the demon <laughs> world sinks into it, followed by Abaddon and the entire fleet.
0: So Caliban gets sucked into the warp again. Nope, Caliban
1: oh. gets sent into the Webway. Oh, 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 okay. I guess
0: they call it Wormwood, right? That's what Vashdar calls yeah, New wormwood. Caliban. Yeah.
1: No the the ending is him. You is him activating the key. Oh boy! And them sending the whole world, including Abaddon, the uh, the vengeful spirit ship, and all the other fleet that survived, into this webway kind of old one tech device, and disappearing. And Koti as being like, this makes no sense. The webway is the Eldar's domain. Why haven't they done anything? They they have all these kinds of seers that you can see the future. They have these witches. They have it. That, why aren't they here? They mm-hmm. they helped us with the Thirteenth Black Crusade. Why aren't they doing this? This is like their main source of travel. What is going on?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I assume the the they they can't see it because it's a it's a weird. Time device, so they're probably outside the vision of the far because maybe they went into the past, maybe they went uh, they're in the crazy web way, right? So I I get I, I get why the Eldar aren't doing shit. I think.
1: Well, the yeah, w- the maybe. Eldar can see the future. That's how they saw everything in the third Night Lord's book. So it's like if they're gonna get this fancy yeah. fancy thing that can screw around with the web way, why aren't they doing anything? It's
0: true, yeah. That's the question. Mm. And then it ends. Okay, okay. And this is the last Arcs of Omen book? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, man. So some really crazy stuff is going to happen in 10th if that's how they're leaving it hanging until the next big update.
1: Chaos wins, but Ooh, the, yeah. but they get a Primark uh, in the end of it.
0: Yeah. Chaos wins, but at least the lion's awake.
1: Yep. They they have completed the key. <laughs> The key is is done. Vastor has achieved his goal. He has what he wants. And now he needs to search for the vault or whatever yep. he's trying
0: to find. So so Chaos really got the big W. Like, even though the Imperium got a Primarch back, in the end, they, they lost.
1: I mean, depends. You know? Like, they got what they... I guess, yeah, Chaos got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. I guess it really comes down to... Uh, what it he's going to do with it
0: yeah and it, i guess it depends what's in that vault right now that he has all the pieces he needs to find the vault open the door and and all that right
1: yeah he has the key now what the hell the plan is i have no idea
0: yeah ooh spooky what so you do, do you have any any inkling of what it might be since it's probably going to be the big reveal for the next edition any any inkling at all any any
1: I I don't know. Theories?
0: You have a game theory?
1: I don't know. It's, at this point, I mean, it's old one tech, yeah. So God knows what it's going to be. You know, like, the Necrons have the Celestial Orrery, which is just a giant star map that lets you (laughs) blow up stars.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so, and, and yeah, Shy makes a great point. The old ones made the Eldar and the Orcs. Like they could create oh, God, races of true. people.
0: I forgot that they did that.
1: Yeah the, the war in heaven is the most catastrophically destructive thing ever to happen. Mm-hmm. You know the the Catan eight stars for God's sake. E, well that yeah that's true. And so he's got some kind of thing, and so everyone else most likely, most likely Eldar and the rest were like, we can't destroy this, so we're going to hide it. We're going to scatter it. We're going to get rid of it. And Vastor has the key to whatever the hell he wants from it.
0: Yeah, and who? Yeah, wh- whatever, whatever it, whatever it ends up being is not going to be great for the Imperium. It's ooh, it's going to be a nightmare. And I, oh, I, I, I hope it is a great nightmare.
1: I hope it's a great
0: nightmare too. It's do you a think little going to be a weapon, or do you think it's going to be like an entity?
1: I don't really know. It's really confusing. To me, because like the Tutrolcha engine doesn't quite make a lot of sense, and having mm. a time travel device kind of, sorta, or like a like a monkey's paw that is like, okay, we can
0: do what you need, but it screws up with time. Um, yeah. who, that, like, that's what I was thinking. Shy, I was thinking it might be a vault that actually has an old one, or like a, a, a like all of the shards of a Catan. Well, it shouldn't be the
1: shards, because shards of the Catan are are captured and enslaved.
0: Or, well, a full it's just like a full-on, like fa- yeah, just yeah. like a full-living, ver- a full-alive version of it, or as alive as one could be in a vault like that.
1: A living Catan is like a thousand
0: shards or something. Because Ins- just one of them would make an, in- that's a huge power shift, because it's like you have a literal star god at your beckon, c- well, assuming you can control it, but but that's like... that's the new superpower in the galaxy if you have an old one, right? Like, how how do you fight that?
1: I don't, I mean, you really don't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you just kind of get wrecked. Well, yeah, the Necron have been able to trick them into submission, right? And, like, turn them into, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but
1: that was old Necron power. That was pre-sleep.
0: Yeah, now that they're all sleeping and they don't have that full force, it's... Good luck, Chuck.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's the biggest issue is that we don't actually know what they can do because most of their stuff is broken and crappy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh...
0: Yeah, and so far the ones we've seen in like Necron books, it's like, yeah, that was a shard that you dealt with. You managed to deal with one little itty-bitty piece of that <laughs> star god. Like, anyway, <laughs> <That> Anyway. Nostalgia. <laughs>
1: A little bit of old nostalgia for what they're doing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh look, they're back. Welcome. <laughs> oh no. It's the Catan. They're they're now they're serving Can
0: you imagine a chaos Chaos a Catan?
1: Ca- chaos Catan.
0: Ooh. That that would be that might be the worst thing for the Imperium is if Chaos actually got control of an old one. They got control of a Catan. Ooh. Be
1: pretty awful.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh- Alright, well, that's the Arcs of Omen.
0: Damn, that's the, I, I I I quite enjoy that. And I, I, I like the mystery that it has left us. A lot of a lot of theorizing, a lot of speculation, a lot of a lot of intrigue, a lot of lying. I like it. The Arcs of Omen were so good, I'm sad that they're done. I want more. I mean, hopefully the tenth edition lore will give us a little bit of
1: everything. hmm I uh I don't know, I hope so.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been like I said, the arcs of them have been great. All of them were really good. That that the the worst one we read was Farsight is like wow, or I guess the worst one you read. I didn't read any of them. I just heard about it secondhand from you. But yeah, that Farsight was the worst one. is wild because that one was still phenomenal.
1: Good old uh, it's making Abaddon likable. Vastor is the a greatest bit of uh of chaos dub. Hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it's interesting that they're getting as it's funny every time Chaos gets a dub, a Primarch returns. Fall Acadia, <laughs> Gilliman, um, Arks of Omen, the Lion. Yep, yep, but, but uh, this least, time
0: it really seems like Chaos came out way ahead, even right. though a Primarch came back.
1: The universe needs a good villain, uh, and, oh, and yeah. for the while, there's like villains plenty. But the Necrons are too busy fighting each other. The tower too small. Jukari are also too small. Eldar are dying. Um, tyranids the, are just hungry. Tyranids <laughs> can't be made as a good villain uh, mm-hmm. in a sense because they're you know the bugs and orcs, yep. same kind of issue. Yep, they're just dumb. So if you if you want a genuine like villainous force, it's got to be chaos and they need a big enough boy to do it. And despite the fact that Vastor is not a huge boy, he's still the boy.
0: Yep, he still is, and he's got Abaddon too, and Abaddon is slowly being lifted up past the sort of like, oh, you're just the Imperium's whipping boy for a good story where the hero wins, and he's being lifted up to that like true like, I'm a genuine threat now. I'm not just the sort of bitch boy that I used to be. So that's it's. It, it, I like it. I like where Arcs of Omen has taken us. It's, it's, mm, 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 mm. Alright.
1: Well, to everyone, take us home, man. Oh, I don't have anything to take us home with.
0: A car? Vroom. <laughs>